are listening to Stocking Spurs, 40-ish minutes of football-adjacent frivolity, hosted by Tottenham Hotspur fangirls, me, Acid, and hey, Patty. Hi, Acid. <laughs> I don't hey, know. how are you doing? I don't know why I'm laughing. We just lost the Carabao Cup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I realize I brought too much energy into this. I was saying, like, this is football-adjacent frivolity, oh. but I'm not sure there's much frivolity here. No. I mean, there will be a little, a little. bit, but most of it is going to be some really heavy stuff. So in this episode, it's going to be like a mirror to the past week. Mm-hmm. We're going to really quickly cover, we, all, we already did cover this in the emergency pod, but we will reflect a bit on Jose's exit. We're going to talk about some of our favorite tributes from the players upon his exit. And then we are going to say, as we say goodbye to Jose, we will say hello to Ryan Mason. And we're going to do like a quick overview of what the Ryan Mason era has looked like on social media. You're going to get lots of... Austin hero vibes? Jane Austen references? Maybe? We'll see. Stick around. There we go. Let's get ready and get going on the first half. So like Acid mentioned, we had our for our bonus episode last week when we unfortunately had to record really quickly to give our thoughts on Jose's hasty exit and confusing timing of the exit. Because we recorded so quickly, the players literally did not have a chance to do their goodbye tributes and we weren't able to round that up. So being the fair and impartial podcasters that we are, uh, we're setting aside feelings and we're actually doing a roundup. So, of course, most of the players say what you will about Jose Mourinho. He is a legend in the football world. And, I mean, as a fan, obviously you have your feelings. But as a player, you would kill to be managed by this guy. And our team yeah. did get managed by this guy despite the not-so-great results. So you would expect um, tributes from them. The petty side of me had been like, I wonder if anyone's going to make a tribute. Of course they would, Patty. So here we go. We're going to read a couple of the tributes and just like mention the uh, the honorable mentions because my God, everybody came out to play. So we start off mm-hmm. with, I mean, naturally, it's Jose fucking Mourinho. So Harry Kane, obviously, I think he was the first post we saw. And I, I just love how de facto Captain Harry just really really sets the tone it's classy it's personal but also heartfelt but restrained i would say uh given the fact that they have had a 17 month relationship versus i don't want to compare but versus harry's crazy ass (laughs) paragraphs long multi-photo post tribute to poch okay i said it out of the way okay so harry's instagram (laughs) posts um reads thank you for everything boss a pleasure to have worked together. I wish you all the best for your next chapter. If you look at the picture, I don't know if this is meant to, like as a dig or whatever, but again, I'm not comparing, but I am. Um, the multi-post <laughs> photos from the Poch goodbye post had them hugging, had them celebrating. It was emotional. Yeah. This one kind of, I don't know. I don't know what's up with this ice acid. It feels very Stockholm. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I would, I would say... That the expression in the eyes is dead in the <laughs> eyes. It's a very, you put it side by side with the Poch photos, 
that he posted in his tribute on Poch Left, and it's a very different feel. This one for Mourinho to me felt professional. Mm. It got the job done. I think Poch's was really more of a tribute. Yeah, also, I'm sure they have way more photos than this to choose from. This was an interesting one to choose from. You don't see much of Harry. Just interesting. Just interesting. That's just me. Yeah. Um, so the next one. Harry was first out of the gate. The second one, shortly after, was from Sun. Sunny posted, oh, really, this is a lovely photo. You'll find the links to these in our in our episode notes. But it's a beautiful photo. It's so intimate. It's so friendly. It really shows that they got along. And his post says, I have no words to describe how I'm feeling. It's been a pleasure to work with you. I'm sorry things didn't work out and truly grateful for the time we had together. Good luck and all the best for the future. It's so warm and so casual and so approachable. Somehow it feels like Sonny wrote it himself. And it wasn't like written by a social media team. So it's I, I thought that was really sweet and genuine. It comes off super like fond of each other where harry was professional and like i I wouldn't say performative because it feels genuine but Mm -hmm. sunny's just felt like it had a bit more oh like there was a bit more bond i don't know maybe that's Mm -hmm. just me more posts from the team we have pierre-emile hoibier who posted uh thank you mister it was a great honor i wish you all the best Straight to the point, did the job. It's actually, they have had a lot of good photos together because Jose is yes. always stopping Pierre-Emile from going back into the pitch bloody. So I think this is one of those instances where this is a Carabao Cup one. And it's just like, for all the negativity around Jose on the internet, clearly he had an effect on the players. And it is yes, for sure. it is shown through all of this. It's interesting because Jose, who started an Instagram account when he joined Spurs, it was sweet. He actually did reposting. He shared all the tributes on his own IG. So that's quite sweet. Yeah. He, I mean, super sweet. Sharing posts from Lucas, who also calls him Mr. Dyer, another Mr. So the, the Portuguese folks, Benny Boo, everybody was like, honor boss. Like everything was just like, it felt very, I guess, on a pedestal in a way. Like mm-hmm. it's this legend that they are honored to be working with. Dane Scarlett, Jaffet, people from the under 23. So everybody came out yes. and naturally so. So from us at Stockings First, I guess it was an honor to cover the 17 yeah. months, Mr. Mourinho. We wish Thank you all you, the best. Jose. Yeah. We wish you all the best. As we say goodbye to Jose, we say hello. To our new interim manager, Ryan Mason, one of our own. I mean, this is obviously a great PR story. This is the most feel-good thing. Someone coming through the academy went through a crazy tragedy, almost lost his life, and is now back on the pitch leading his boyhood club. What is, what could you possibly not love about this story? Yeah. Well, what could be more of a football fairy tale? <laughs> oh my god. And it, it doesn't hurt that he's, I don't know, handsome? Yeah, so this has been a fantastic shoot. It's just been one week, technically, and it's, it's kind of nuts that it's just been a week of this. But we have had wall-to-wall coverage of Ryan Mason's first couple of days in the club. They posted this... Uh, Photo. Spurs official posted, tweeted a photo um, after the Southampton game, which we did win his first game, and it is just gorgeous. It's him walking across the field, no comment, no caption, and in the background is one of the tarpaulins that covers the uh, seats because there are no fans, and it says, "This is my club, my one and only club." Fucking shivers. I am. Oh my god, <laughs> goosebumps. Gaius. This is like photojournalism to another level. If this guy lasts the interim, 
he needs this blown up and like put in his home office because this is gorgeous. I'm yes. Wow. One day when he wins some kind of lifetime achievement <laughs> award and there's a slideshow presentation, this is gonna be one of the photos. And this is the photo you see when the music accompanying music crescendos because that was the start of his like big boys managerial career. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. I'm so. I'm so excited. I'm so excited for him. This guy is 29, guys. This guy is 29. What is youth? Congrats on being the youngest Premier League manager to one manager team and win. Yeah. And be handsome. Oh my god. So Harry obviously and the team welcomed him with open arms. And how can they not? Yes. Again, Harry out the gate after the announcement comes on and just really comes out to show support for Ryan. Not that people weren't even supporting this. I don't think there was any flack on the internet of like, oh, this guy doesn't deserve it. Like, no, like we know it's interim. Maybe it's who knows. But Harry did a tweet uh, saying, having come through the academy together, I know how much it will mean to Ryan Mason to take charge of the team for the rest of the season. We'll give him everything we've got for these next seven games. And it is a photo of them from like, my goodness, this is like old school, OG, bright yellow third kit. Like that's a long time ago. We, we've literally yeah. gone through all the colors and back to yellow again. That's how old this photo is. But they look like teenagers and I'm loving it. Harry is going to give his all and I'm just, I'm just so happy that Ryan has a great welcome on them. For sure, yeah. And I think most people were like on board immediately. And for sure, there was some, there was a little bit of skepticism like, oh, can he do this? Mm. He's inexperienced, he's young, and really going up against managers like Pep. <sighs> so it's like, oh my God, what? But to, to like quiet those fears, mm. if there are any super loved players on the team, they did come out and show support. Uh, Express.co.uk had published uh, an interview, I guess, with Toby, where Toby calls Mason, quote-unquote, surprisingly good. <laughs> he said he has one mindset in how he wants to play, and he brings that to the team in an unbelievable way. So you read this interview, and you know Toby believes in this man. So you know what? Trust Toby. He knows. And if that's not enough for you, Hugo also uh, came out with a statement in support of, of Mason. So this on Yahoo Sports, an article by Jonathan Veal, who we follow on, on Twitter, said of Ryan Mason, he's got the club DNA. He's got the football approach he tried to bring to the team. I think in the second half, we saw a bit of his way in his approach, also referring to the Southampton game. Again, uses a similar word that Toby used. He said, you would be surprised. <laughs> you would be surprised. He's ready and he knows exactly what to say to the players. So, yeah, Mason, oh, good God. or surprisingly good. Yeah, we'll I, take it. Honestly, all good things to like look forward to. And again, we've got, like, what, six, five more games to, to play. Yes, obviously, we didn't get the results he wanted at Carabao Cup, but he started strong at, with, against Southampton, so... We gotta give him that, given the literally trial by fire, every metaphor you could possibly think of of how difficult this is a transition. Can I just bring up? This guy's handsome. Like, really, really Jane Austen hero, holy shit, handsome. I was obviously drawn to this club because of handsome players, I will admit. The Belgians got me. But (laughs) this guy is very easy on the eyes. And for what it's worth... I am going to be looking forward to seeing him manage the team from the sidelines because, yeah, yeah, Mr. Darcy, Ryan Mason Darcy, we love you just the way you are. Yeah, we're not alone in thinking this because uh, check out the link to this tweet in our episode description. You will see 
this tweet from a Tottenham influencer, the the mother of <laughs> a fan. Isaac Kimmes. She says the new twenty nine year old Tottenham interim head coach Ryan Mason easily resembles a main character from a Jane Austen movie. <laughs> We've been talking about this for years. Yes, uh, girl, we agree. It's all this. Me. This is the face of of a man you want striding across a field towards you at sunrise in a flowy white shirt in the year 1722 or something. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, man. But yes, he does have a face for period films. Stalking Spurs approved. We love it. I love it when all my fandoms come together. And there goes the bell. We'll see you guys at halftime where Kumbaya Master Toby joins us to discuss our Carabao Cup final. See you then. Welcome back to Stalking Spurs. We're at halftime and joined by our Kumbaya master, Toby. Toby, we just witnessed our defeat to Manchester City last night at Car- this morning, my time, and last night, you guys, um, the, the Carabao Cup. And obviously, it's not a good feeling. Again, I'm not very technical. It looked like they we played okay. I'm For me, the only thing I'm taking away is that they didn't cream us. It wasn't like a 5-1 like 6-0 blowout, but I don't know. Maybe I'm just deluding myself. Did we think we were going to win this? I mean, I was in little doubt about the result, to be honest. I thought, I mean, Man City is a very, very good team. I mean, they've, they've cruised through the Champions League and they're leading the Premier League by a good distance. So I think there's no doubt it was going to be a big ask. We would need some luck. We would need all of our players on top form. And that, that didn't happen, but I think the team can be very proud of what they did. Everybody talks about the low expected goals and that kind of stat, but, I mean, they defended well, and, and Son didn't have his best game. That's fair. But I think a lot of players did play really well. Toby and Eric, everybody has called out, played really well, dealt with a very dangerous attack. Can, yeah. Well, can I just add to that? That I've, I haven't felt this confident mm. about our defense. <laughs> Like, in such a long time. Like, yeah. I felt assured that we were on it. Yeah. It was it was such a good feeling to, fe- to experience again after after so after so long, after feeling, like, le- uh, so not confident. Because it's crazy, yeah. right? Every, every single game we concede, everyone's just like, oh, our defense sucks, our defense sucks. But I mean, Ryan, Ryan, we're close. Coach yeah. Mason. <laughs> Ryan Mason. Mr. Mason. Mr. Mason. Um, Mr. Mason. Sir Ryan Darcy. Uh, he did mention that we blocked and defended well. And we did. I mean, Hugo. Yeah. My, oh my God. God. Like, obviously, yeah. it shouldn't reach Hugo. I wanted Hugo to get a massage. I wanted Hugo to be like he was at a spa. But Toby and Dyer were on it. Like, Donkey Kong, it was insane. I, I can't, like, I can't even fault them. Yeah, I thought they were really top-notch. I thought Aurier did really well. Sterling is a quick and effective and dangerous player, and I think for most of the game, he did really well. I think he was really unlucky on mm. the on the foul, the set piece that was that turned into a goal. I mean, we had just seen the other end that Kyle Walker had fouled Reggion in exactly the same way, and it wasn't given, so... I mean, but that kind of, that kind of thing happens. But I, it's consistent with the pattern of other top six teams that we played across the last few months that we haven't scored against Chelsea. I think we lost one nil or something against Liverpool. Is very low scoring as well. Against Arsenal is very low scoring. So against the top six teams, we just haven't had that cohesive strategy and a 
you know, effective tactics to create the right opportunities. I mean, I guess let's just talk about Aurier's one mistake, costly mistake for us because we had been defending so incredibly well. They had way too many shots in general. Like they were missing like crazy yes, too. Shots. And yeah. that just made me laugh like crazy because I'm like what is the lock like I thought there was like it was like a steel an invisible cage in front of the penalty yes. box because somehow they just keep fucking shooting and it would just miss and I was like yeah. is this luck on our side and so Lepore the guy that unfortunately shouldn't even have been on the pitch scored that goal I just wanted to like freaking slap him you're not supposed to be there yeah. you idiot we had 12 yeah. opponents. We had 12 opponents. That ref was shitty. I know that we can't blame yeah. it just on the ref. It's luck. But fuck that. Yeah, That's that was frustrating. But yeah, there, there was a time when I was thinking, oh my god, there's something, there's like this air of invincibility about our our goal and what Hugo was was accomplishing. And I started to believe that, oh my god, we might actually just survive until 90 and this will come down to yes. extra time and penalties. So wow, yes, I was getting really, I was getting super hyped and really believing. And then, and then the Laporte goal happened. I'm like, shit. But I think after the, the first 20 minutes, I thought were really encouraging. We were de defending with a lot of heart. And uh, yeah. and you knew that, you know, Man City was pressing so high up the pitch. They couldn't do that the whole game. And, of course, as the game went on, they did have to sit back. But then it becomes, when we do get up the pitch, you really have to convert those chances. And I think we had a corner that we wasted. We had another set piece that we wasted. I mean, yeah, just... And a few guys. It's not just... Sun's not mm. great performance. It's everybody kind of couldn't quite step yeah. up to the the league, the yeah. finals. I mean, there was that hesitation from Pierre Emil Hoybe when he was like, "Oh my mm. god!" Like that stop, and yeah. I guess coming into like our our praise of defense, but attack was not where we should have been. I was waiting for Harry. I could see Harry trying to make a play, trying to like mm -hmm. deep go. Like he was just trying to be everywhere, but I guess we didn't have it. Our attack was not great. Like yeah, Sunny. A lot of people are focusing on him. But more on that later. I guess, should Bale have come in sooner? Where was Tangy and Dombele? I mean, I again, I, I trust Ryan Mason. I'm not the coach. I'm an armchair pundit. But, right? Like, how could we have improved our attack given that apparently we were defending like crazy? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. There was a weird hesitation that kept happening. Like, we were able, whenever we get the ball into, like, a good place whoever brought it there would suddenly, I don't know, like would freeze yeah. kind of or would slow it down and wait for more people to arrive rather than just taking the shot themselves. And mm -hmm. I found that so, so uncharacteristic. Mm -hmm. I saw Harry do it once. I saw Sun do it yep. maybe twice. Uh, we saw PEH also. Yep. So I was like, well, oh my God, why, why aren't we just going for it when when we can? So I found that really weird. And I, I just, I want to believe that we could have done it with these guys and we wouldn't have had to like sub in people like earlier or anything mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. yeah I, I don't know why it was just it was strange to see especially that there was so much hype before the game that oh my god we're gonna play bravely we're gonna give yes. it everything but we said it and our defense did but it didn't seem like our attack mm -hmm. did and I, I wonder why yeah Toby how are you feeling overall this game because for okay for me for some reason I don't feel as devastated the way I did with NLD um, UEL getting kicked out back to back. I feel like Definitely. I don't know if it's because we're already down, and I feel like well, there's nowhere to go. Um, there's nowhere lower. There is somewhere lower relegation. We're not gonna get relegated. <laughs> yeah. But I, I, I guess it was also because we get the blow of I mean, Super League plus Ryan Mason is new, and 
He's 29. He's been in charge of us with, you know, on the team for six days. What are we expecting? Right? Right. So maybe that's why I'm just deluding myself or maybe I've yeah. been desensitized. No, I, I totally know. agree. I think, I mean, and I feel like maybe non-Spurs fans won't understand because all they like to do is is rip on us and say we mm. have an empty trophy cabinet. But yeah, this one hurt a lot less than getting knocked out of Europa League, not being able to score in 120 minutes against Zagreb and losing the NLD. So, yeah, I mean, I thought it kind of met my expectations and even exceeded my expectations, this performance. So I, I think it it's a step in the right direction. It gives yeah. us a platform to see what we can do with the rest of the Premier League. The major looming question, obviously, is what will Harry and Son do? But even that, I don't know if I'm starting to come to terms with because it's really beyond our control as Spurs fans, we simply yep. want the best for those two players that have given yep. so much to our club. So I'm kind of, maybe this final is helping me process that as well. But it's like, it's it's been a good ride. You know, it's time to take stock and see where we are and wish them the best. Uh, hopefully they say. We still yeah. don't know at this point, but... So on that, so about Sonny specifically. So right after the final whistle, he broke down and started crying. And I think, I think Tito Tony said that, oh... Could that be a sign that he's he's leaving? Like he knows he's leaving, and this was his last chance to win a trophy with Spurs. So part of me like heard that and I'm like, oh my gosh, that feels so true and painful. So I don't know, but what what do you guys think? I guess well, one thing to add into this is that we know that Sunny Sunny's nickname in Korea is is crybaby or something <laughs> something like that because he cries so often, he cries so easily. So it could be nothing, but it could also be everything. Mm-hmm. I think taking from Toby and maybe maybe it is desensitized. You know, we're being desensitized. I, I really like. There has been so much talk of every player, Hugo, Harry, Sonny, leaving us in the summer as they deserve because they are in the prime. Well, at least Sonny mm-hmm. and Harry are still young, quote unquote, and deserve to win medals. And if not with us, like I don't want to be that selfish person that just wants to keep them there. Like obviously, I, I want to be that selfish person and keep them yeah. there, but. You kind of care for them as players and seeing mm-hmm. the way they've served the club, it's not like they haven't. They've had bad days, but overall they've given it all. So you're right, yeah. Toby. Yeah. I don't know why. It just feels it feels like a it feels like a f- I don't wanna jump ahead and say a fitting goodbye, but kinda. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I think after the Champions League final, <laughs> after that happened, I think I was already readying myself to mm. like let go of Harry and Son because you know what? We tried, we didn't make it, that's over. And I was surprised and thankful that they stayed another season. And then after that, another season again. So I feel like, you know what? It's time. Go go pursue other things and win win somewhere else. As Mariah says, um, <laughs> we'll let, be together let them once fly away. One, one day they might come back. But yeah, if no. you love them, let them go. <laughs> That's true. I guess it's just us letting them go. Butterfly. And it won't really change anything vis-a-vis our relationships with the club, I think. Mm. I mean, we're still going to have good young players coming in. And, I mean, we're going to get Skip back one day. So that's something to look forward to. So, yeah, I mean, there's always more in the pipeline. There's there's always more seasons. I mean, if this is the bottom, it's, it's not so bad. Like, we're not going to get relegated. So it's not that bad. So what? Our trophy <laughs> cabinet's still empty. Is that the worst you can say about us? Yeah. Like, you know what one trophies do? They gathered us. Exactly. Yeah. So our best days are still ahead of us. <laughs> Take that arsenal with your dusty trophy cabinet. Yeah. Yeah. Again, those who matter don't mind, and those who mind don't matter. So fuck the haters. And if yeah. if they ain't yeah. paying your bills, exactly. don't pay them no mind. 
<laughs> says RuPaul. RuPaul bringing in the wisdom. Thanks again, Billy, for joining us. We'll catch you next time. Thanks. And we're back. Welcome back to Stalking Spurs. If you guys haven't followed us on our socials, don't forget to follow us at Stalking Spurs on Instagram and on Twitter. We do a lot of shenanigans there and a lot of depressing posts recently. But, you know, given the uh, climate, you can't blame us. Uh, (laughs) There goes the whistle. Uh, We are now jumping into the second half where, I don't know, we're still going to We said we were over it, but we're not quite. We're here to talk about all the Carabao Cup feels. So obviously he didn't get the results he wanted, but there was a lot of hype leading up to this. And naturally so, so we had a chance and everyone was happy for us. I was happy for us, but other people, older members of the club who are no longer playing for us, still clearly are rooting for us. Who am I talking about? Of course, I'm talking about Super Jan. Jan Vertonghen tweeted on the day of the Carabao Cup. He tweets at Spurs official. He goes, big day, and then the raise the roof emoji. And it just warms my heart how this guy is rooting for us all this time, proactively. Ah, it, it makes me so happy. Yeah, he's no longer, like, technically part of the team, but now I feel like he's fully transitioned into the team's number one fan. Exactly. I love it. I, I love it so much. And what's great about that tweet is that Chris Erickson, Christian Erickson, retweeted it and just like, obviously, he's also excited for us. I think it's sweet. I think it just is a testament to how the club really becomes family and mm-hmm. how genuine these people are when they said that they will always support the club even after they go like, look at them. Yes. How can you Yeah, not? yeah. Okay. This is backing it up with action, or at least with tweets. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> no, but I believe I believe it's genuine. <laughs> so more it doesn't stop there. There's more. Um, Gaza Meigs also tweeted his support for for us on the day of the game. He he tweeted, "Vamos hoy, Spurs, España, and all the best today, Spurs official." While resharing <sighs> the Spurs official game announcement. These really so, were. Yeah, and then beyond that also, I think there's also one from Jermaine Genas and everyone. Everyone's been really throwing their support and it's been awesome. Thanks, guys. Thanks for your belief in us. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you for your belief in us. I'm sorry we didn't quite make it, but from the high highs of, you know, leading up to this, obviously, I'm not a player and I felt pretty down. I can only imagine how it was to be one of the players on the pitch. And for some reason, after we lost at the 90-minute mark, uh, I stuck around and wanted to torture myself and watch how post-game was. So I think everyone has seen this. Everyone has seen Youngman's son, Sonny, crying his guts out. Yes, he is nicknamed Crybaby, but it's still pretty heartbreaking to see. So uh, we've got a Facebook post here where you can see the players from Man City, Foden, KDB, Walker, and even Bale really just trying to console Sunny and I get it I really get it it's tough it is not something you would want to go through mm-hmm. however <laughs> I'm not trying to be mean to Sunny you guys you know how much I love Sunny okay this yeah, is just yeah. this is practically a stalking son exactly podcast. this is a stalking Sunny podcast I just felt and this is really evil of me to be like 
is he milking this? I don't know. Like, we know he didn't play that well. It was a bad day for him. But I don't know. I guess I'm not the only one because you've got some fan accounts on Twitter saying that, like, hey, son, stop crying. You had a bad day. Which I wouldn't phrase it that way. I would say it with love. But yeah. I'm not alone. I guess the internet is just as evil as me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Sunny, your feelings are valid, but real talk, <laughs> I'm not I'm not sure. But you know what? Who knows? Maybe that's what he was crying yeah, about. Exactly. Maybe it was tears of regret yeah. of not bringing more than, than he did. Exactly. So we, we don't know what's going on in his heart. We don't. And you know what? Maybe we'll we know if we he posts, because Harry and Toby have posted their regret over this game, and we'll link to those. They're a bit sad, so I don't even want to get into them. But... Sunny, maybe you can tell us more about your feelings and then you can put these haters, myself, I'm not, the rest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. And Sunny wasn't alone in his open, open display of sadness. I mean, all of us, we're all sad. Mm. All of the players were sad. Uh, but there's a particularly sad photo that circulated about Dyer. Journalist named James Ollie posted on Twitter an image of Dyer in the empty stadium, mm. like looking at the goal where we conceded and it was it was captioned Eric Dyer has finished a media interview and is now stood staring at the end of the pitch where Spurs conceded and it's a heartbreaking photo to be fair he could have been walking or something maybe he wasn't in like a reflective mood <laughs> anyway but the photo just makes it look that way so we're kind of projecting our feelings onto him of course at least that's that's what i thought but then if you check out the Spurs official post-match interview with Dyer, mm. oof, you really feel the weight of this on him. And we've seen so many post-match interviews by now where players express their frustration at what has just happened, but they eventually will just say, without blinking, we go again. But what makes this particular interview really difficult is that he, before saying we go again, he seemed to struggle with it. It was, yeah... <sighs> He only barely manages to say it at the end of the interview, which which I I find heartbreaking, difficult to deal with. If his belief is wavering, then shit. Yeah, no. It was tough to watch. Those were really tough to watch. Because you know that they're so media-trained that these phrases of, like, tried their best, difficult opponent, um, gave it our all. It's all these, like, phrases that we're so used to hearing that it kind of comes out mechanical at some points. Yeah. Because it's literally just like a... Like a, you know, like a Mad Libs of how a post-match mm, yes. interview would come out. But you could really see how he, he just couldn't even string words anymore together because I think mm-hmm. he really was not, I don't know, it, it was tough to watch. It was really tough to watch. And like like I mentioned, uh, you will probably see more posts from the players. But yeah, so far Harry and Toby have posted their regret and, I don't know, apology posts, and these are really difficult to read and look at, but we'll let you guys click through and uh, mourn those yourselves. Moment of silence for the team. We finally are going to go and cover and just check out this tweet from Cartilage Free Captain. Uh, So, uh, Spurs blog um, by Dustin Mulligan. They tweeted, and I think this pretty much encapsulates at least how I feel in a way, and that's why I said that the acid, I thought like, okay, yeah, like brush ourselves off, let's do this. So the tweet goes, well, that was no fun, but the sun is out here, well, in London, and it's a nice day. Still Tottenham till I die, even if it seems to be happening a little bit more every day. (laughs) 
someday we'll get our moment and I'll be here when it happens. We go on. And then he signs it off. Twice. So, yeah, it hurts. It really hurts. But what can we do? Onwards, right? We go again, yeah. literally. And I guess we go again. We take... It's gonna be tough to say and tough to believe, but let's yeah. let's just let's go. We go again. So thanks to Harry and Toby for making the post. Thanks to the Spurs wag. So we also get posts from uh, Marina Reyes, who says she's proud of her man, and we also get one from uh, Lucas's wife. Larissa, and she's just like, no matter what, always proud of you with all the glitter. <laughs> and the, <laughs> the best thing about that post is the kit that she is wearing. <laughs> it's the best. Check it Check out. It if out, there's guys. one post you click through to see <laughs> in the episode this. description, it better be this. Check out her kit. I hope she did this at home herself. Yes. It's a bedazzled and laced. It will cheer you up. Kit. It will cheer everybody up. But you know what will cheer everyone up? Our favorite segment of the episode. It is BB of the Week. Oh my God. And kicking it off. Kicking off what I would say is like a really strong batch of Babies of the Week. Is a Instagram devoted to Nene Aurier. Check this out. She has her very own. It's not her mom's. It's not her dad's. It's hers. And it's just, it's just a few posts for now, but it is giving us life. This baby is cute. This baby is funny. This baby has personality. Her Instagram bio says, I'm all about my hair. I don't do much crying. That's for crybabies. <laughs> yes. I, we need more of this content because she's amazing. This is the first Spurs baby account that is dedicated to the baby. Girl, I am so... This is like what our podcast's cornerstone is. And Little Miss Aurier is bringing the goods. I am so happy. Yes. I'm so happy her mom did this. Because clearly it's not Serge. Yep. <laughs> I am now expecting... <laughs> we don't we know. Don't know. It might be. <laughs> but I'm now expecting Lily Sissoko to have her own account. So Mary Lou Sidibe, listen up, girl. Your little child needs to be an influencer. And I want a Le Mafia baby edition. Let's do this. Yes, please make it happen. As we welcomed, uh, our next baby is uh, from the Mason family. As we welcomed our new manager, Ryan Mason, we find out, obviously, that his wife, Rachel Peters, is also active on Instagram, and therefore I've added her to my bookmarks. And we now see lovely photos of the children of, I mean, if you got a Mr. Darcy as your dad, you're going to be a cute kid. So... Latest posts from him, from her rather, from Rachel Peters' uh, Instagram account show uh, their second child, uh, Bea, or B, I guess if you're British, B Mason, uh, celebrating but her. But this is a Filipino yeah, podcast. So it's so Bea. Bea, <laughs> Bea Mason. <laughs> and if you're Bea British, Mason. B Mason, uh, celebrating her second birthday, looking super cute in this little nice white frothy outfit. But also not to be defeated is her brother, George Mason. Also looking very spring forward and pastels. I feel like he's like on a Montauk beach picking up shells on the side. Very cute. I am expecting fierce competition from the Masons. Welcome to BB of the Week. These are strong contenders. Super strong contenders across the board because the next one is from Sunsh- the Sanche household. 
So check this out. This is such a... Oh my God, this baby's expression. So this comes from Sanchez's wife's Instagram. Um, and she posted a photo of, of their baby posing for a portrait. I don't know. <laughs> on a sofa. And he's dressed in a collar. I find babies in collared shirts with buttons super funny. It's like, oh my God, where, are you, where do you think you're going? <laughs> and he just looks... He looks delighted. His expression is so cute. I think, and it's just yeah. captioned "Me Salvador." I think his name is Salvador because I've tried to go through the the old photos, and she I think she nicknames him Salvi, which is like funny because I remember okay. a Anoli Metangele or one of the Jose Rizal books mm. where hmm, I know I won't mention it anymore because that's a villain. Okay. But this Salvador is super cute, and we're so excited to see more of Baby Salvador Sanchez. Please confirm or deny if this is his name. I, we're, we're now calling him that, so sorry if it's yeah. not. Feel free to give him his own Instagram. <laughs> exactly. But Daniela um, Reynad is pretty um, active, so I'm all for it. Uh, moving on to our next set of babies. This is another double header from the Luris household. The Luris babies are not fucking around. They came to play. Marie Luris has posted on her Instagram for Mother's Day and she goes, happy Mother's Day. My heart is full. Heart, heart, heart. Queen of hashtags. She does hashtag mom of three. Hashtag unconditional love. Hashtag my babies. Hashtag happiness. Yes, Maureen. And it is a beautiful photo in their lovely, well-styled living room of Juliana, Anna Rose, and of course, Leandro looking like the cutest thing on earth. They are just the sweetest. It's, everyone's a carbon copy of their parents. But wait, there's more. She does a second post of just Leandro Lloris walking around in swagger with like this big ass sweatshirt and joggers, the coolest baby ever. And her caption, always the queen of captions, my baby boy, star emoji, blue heart emoji, my perfection. Hashtag unconditional love. Hashtag my everything. Hashtag Sunday mood. Hashtag baby Leandro, in case you forgot his name. Thank you, Maureen, for always <laughs> reminding me. I love your family. You guys are too much. You guys are too much. I, I love your hashtag game. It's it's just, it's amazing. The next household we're going to has no hashtags. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't <laughs> the matter. The content is great. Doesn't matter. So we welcome back. We are so happy to welcome back Ayla Alderviro. So this is this is this was posted quite some time ago, but it's it's been a while since we did a roundup. But this was definitely a shoe in. So on Toby Alderviro's Instagram, he posted a photo f- um from from Easter of Ayla in ah uh, Easter bunny ears, holding a basket, ready to look for eggs, wearing a pink puffer of coat. Course. It's so cute. It's so cute. I also I love her expression. Look at her face. It's like. What, why are you so concerned? <laughs> she, what is troubling you? She, Your only job today is to look for candy look and look cute. for Easter eggs. Don't worry about it, girl. Don't worry about it. I love her. I'm so happy she's back. Congratulations once again. Congrats. To the Alder Viral household for coming back strong and winning. For seizing the crown. Baby the flower crown. of the week. And there goes the bell. We want to thank you guys for joining us for the second half. It's been a pretty bananas week. So everybody take some time to regroup and feel better. We've got five games to go. We're going to get all 15 points. I'm already jumping ahead of you, Acid. And knowing that we're going to do it, 
thanks to Toby, thanks Acid for joining me and co-piloting this with me. Uh, follow us on our socials at Stalking Spurs on Instagram at Twitter. Thanks to Pietro for our music. Thanks to yeah, thanks to everyone for joining. It's been nuts. We love you guys. We love you guys. See you next time. Come, Come on, on you Spurs. spurs.